This podcast is all about Pierre Woodman and my opinion on abuse and sex trafficking in the porn industry. I was told I'd be killed if I do this episode, so here it is. It's true, but it sounds so ridiculous. Welcome back to Lost Cast. Today we're going to be discussing Pierre Woodman in lots of detail. And I'm going to break down why, in my opinion, what he does is not consensual, it's violently abusive to women, and it even looks like a major case of sex trafficking. To make this episode, I talked to Woodman himself, his victims. I even managed to record an interview with a guy that used to recruit a lot of his models. He's called Ricardo Soli. While researching this episode, one of Woodman's associates threatened to kill me. I recorded that conversation, so keep listening for that later. It's crazy. But first, if you care about the welfare and safety of women working in porn, please like and subscribe to this podcast. We need your help to get it to as many people as possible so we can try and stop these abuses from happening. Before we get into the main meat of things, I just want to tell you how this came about. If you've been following my podcast and social media, then you'll know that girls started speaking out about sexual assault and sexual violence by an Italian producer called Rocco Sifredi. There's a link in the bio for the full story on that. While I was working on that story, Pierre Woodman's name came up again and again and again. Plus, I've been working in the industry for 10 years and everybody tells me horrendous things about this guy. And that's, you know, girls reporting it and it's other people in the industry. At some point, I was pointed to a really disturbing video that seemed to show brutal abuse by Pierre Woodman and four different men on a Russian porn actress called Eva Berger. So I invited Eva onto the podcast and she gave her side of the story. She explained how, although she said yes to appearing in the scene, she felt that it wasn't possible to say no. She also explained how she felt her porn agents conditioned her to accept abusive behavior. She also talked us through how she was introduced to Pierre Woodman and how she felt making that porn scene. The link to that interview is also in the description, but to give you an idea of how extreme it was, the treatment she received included being kicked in the breasts. At one point, she was suffocated with a pillow, and at another point, she was bleeding from her anus, and they just kept on going. They just kept on having sex with her. It was truly frightening that like any woman could be subjected to that kind of treatment. And then it gets sold on the internet with no problem. Nobody raised any flags or concerns over this video. People that were listening to this podcast, they did an amazing thing and they reported the video to Visa and MasterCard. And they also reported it to Pierre Woodman's third-party payment processors, which is CC Bill and Epoch. I thought that would kind of end things because I just don't see how any porn site can survive being caught having that kind of content on it. But I was wrong. They all investigated and they didn't find anything wrong with those scenes. I think the problem is that the people that are reviewing the content, they're financial risk managers. I don't think any of them have been trained in consent or sexual abuse or trauma. I think they're only looking to see if the girl signed the video and if she said yes. And they're not looking at the circumstances in which she said yes. And the problem is that there's many times with sexual violence and with sexual assault and even in porn scenes where a girl can say yes, but it's not consent. There's many reasons why she might say yes, but not mean it. So I'm going to go into a lot of detail on Pierre Wooden's process. I'm going to explain exactly what's wrong with it. But before I do that, I want to explain what consent is and what consent is not. Because some things can look like consent, but they're definitely not consent. So the best description I've ever heard is in a TEDx talk by Joyce Short, who is a consent campaigner in the US. There's a link in the description to that video as well, so please watch it. It will blow your mind. So what is consent? 
stick with me through the legal jargon because understanding consent is vital to what comes next. You might think consent is just saying yes to something. And while that's true, in many cases there are instances where yes doesn't actually mean consent. You might be wondering, how is that possible? Well, let me explain. Consent is invalid if it's given out of force, fear, fraud, coercion, or due to a person's incapacitated state. So let's dive into some real-life examples to make this a bit clearer. There was a porn company called Girls Do Porn that deceived models by telling them that their videos would only be available on DVDs in Australia, ensuring that their friends and family wouldn't see them. So the models agreed, but their consent was fraudulent, since they weren't aware of the actual distribution plans, which was to put it on the internet, to put it on Pornhub, and everywhere. The same company also provided alcohol and drugs to some girls, so that would impair their ability to give genuine consent. So uh, that's just two examples at one porn company. Another well-known case is Harvey Weinstein. He was a powerful Hollywood producer, and he coerced actresses into sexual favors by exploiting their career fears. They were worried about what he could do to them if they said no. So when someone agrees to sex out of fear, it's not genuine consent. And the impact of this can be just as traumatizing as any other form of sexual violation. And, you know, in these situations, it's easy to question why the victim didn't say no, didn't fight back or leave. But you've got to keep in mind that rape is not always a violent act by a stranger. It's actually only about 15% of rape cases that involve a victim who doesn't know the perpetrator. Sexual assault often occurs with someone that knows the victim and trusts them. Generally, victims might freeze up due to shock or their brains go into kind of autopilot as a protective mechanism. They may agree to some of the actions, but not everything, and then just acquiesce out of fear. So let's avoid victim blaming and instead focus on understanding the victim's experiences. And please note that the legal definitions vary between countries and state. And in this video, I'm sharing my opinions based on the definition of consent that I just outlined. The situations I'll describe could be considered sexual assault, coercion, rape, or even sex trafficking in some jurisdictions, while it could be completely legal in others. Regardless of that, like these acts are completely despicable and have no place in the porn industry or anywhere else. Now let's discuss Pierre Woodman and examine some of the issues around his recruitment practices for models. The process varies depending on whether the model is new or already signed with an agency. To better understand this, I spoke to Ricardo Soli. He's a former Hungarian porn model agent who began his career recruiting models for Pierre Woodman. Ricardo has recruited over 600 models, including many of the most famous names in the industry. It's important to note that he no longer works in the porn business. In the past, he was convicted of sex trafficking and illegal escorting. He served his time and has since moved on to a new and happier life. I believe his ability to speak so freely and candidly to me about his experiences is due to having faced the consequences and leaving the industry behind. The people who have been most open with me have been the people that are no longer in the industry. A lot of the people still working in the industry have a lot of fear about talking. In the first clip, Ricardo shares his insights from his early days as a recruiter for Woodman over two decades ago. That was back when Woodman didn't have his own website and he worked as a producer for private media group. Even I was shocked by some of the things he had to say. At the beginning, uh, he had his uh, agent. I was in touch with, you know, it, it was uh, Gabriela Wolf, uh, and he had the agency anyway. Uh, so I brought the girls, which I met in the club. So I started to stop nice looking girls in, even on the streets, you know, and ask them 
to come for an interview, for a paid interview, and like this. So at the beginning, I introduced the girls via his agency. And then uh, later, I started to come up. After I introduced, let's say, 20, 30 girls, you know, it started to to have already problems. Some girl to complain, but why this man is pushing so much? Why to talk to me? hours and hours and no and i want to go and no 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 don't go stay one more moment one wait a moment don't go so it was a mental terror he used on the girls you know he, he couldn't give up mm. he's he's not the kind of guy to give up on something no no it, no no way and these more, or you don't the... want something more he wants more more he push on you so it's and these it's are girls kind. that haven't done porn yet and the first time they're told that it's porn is when they meet Pierre. Is that right? Yeah. It's an interview. It's a paid interview. And the first time they hear it's porn is when they get into that interview. And they're pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And that's a terrifying situation for a young girl. I think she should be told that it's porn before you go into that interview. So she can make a decision like, no, I want to go away. It's shocking to me that that's how Woodman used to recruit. So I started to have some complaint from mm. from some of the girls. Then I I tried to get the things under my control. Mostly then I when you have let's say twenty, thirty models already start to be too much, you know. So and uh, I told to tell them no more. So I must I can translate. I, I want to I want to be there when they are working. I want to be there. I want I don't want this kind of complaints, then you lie to me, then this happened and the girl tells me totally different things they were happening. So I, I want to see it with my eyes. So I, I mm. that's how it works from now on. So then he, for my girls, uh, he started to use me as translator. So, so for my mothers, the, usually I was the one who translated, but he, he even tried, he even, every time he tried to make something, you know, so he, he just find me something to do, you know, just to go to visit the location for the tomorrow shooting. Mm. And then he used the situation and he find another translator and pushed on them and uh, lied to them, promised things that never uh, was fulfilled later. So when you say pushing things on them, do you mean pushing them to do porn or do you mean pushing them to do harder porn or like to, what do you mean? To do harder things, to do harder things because, you know, so when, when girls, they talk to me, then they are not familiar and they don't want to do anal. Okay. I mm. knew that Pierre is, is, is into doing anal and then into pushing on the girls and then convincing them to do anal because he has this, he invented this story about you know, this, this Chinese technique, you know, is mm-hmm. why Chinese, I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's a bullshit story, I think. But but uh, she, uh, this was the pushing. But, you know, those times uh, we recruited the girls then was even okay without Anna, you know, for him. So he, he, he could use them without Anna. And he mm-hmm. used some of the girls without Anna. These were the beginnings because uh, sooner or later everything became more hard and harder and harder and uh, less not talk about today's porn, what's, what's going on. Mm. So this is why quiet, you know, 10 years away, I said, no, no, there are no more limits. So I cannot continue like this because 
I I, I be in trouble. And you see, today people they are in trouble. Yeah. So even back in the early days of recruiting for Pierre Woodman, after he just recruited only 30 models, his recruiter felt that he had to be there in order for the girls to be safe. And that's incredible. I've never heard of this happening with any other producer. You know, no agent has ever come to my set and been in my studio because they felt that the model was unsafe with me alone with them. And I think we also get an insight into how much of a control freak Woodman is. You can hear that he tried to keep sending Ricardo away, finding jobs for him to do so that Pierre can be alone with the model. And he talks about telling lies to the models, which again gets back into the consent thing. You know, if you're lying to the model in order to get them to do the job, it can't be consent. Like he says, he has this pushing them and pushing them, pushing them to do harder and harder scenes. It's not right. It's bullying. It's coercion. It's aggressive. Woodman says, you know, I don't put a gun to anyone's head, but it's still so wrong. You know, you have such a position of power over these girls when they're alone with you. They're afraid that they're young. They're new to this. You're a powerful producer. Woodman was the biggest producer, maybe in Europe at that time. Definitely the biggest in Budapest. He had a lot of power over them and him pushing them and pressuring them in this way is so wrong. I don't think that can be consensual, especially with lying to them. So his famous thing is that he lies to girls and says he has this Chinese technique in order to do anal sex. It's a bullshit story. Lying to them and telling them I've got some secret way of making it pleasurable. Is that consensual? Because you don't have a secret way. You know, you're doing anal sex the same way everybody else does anal sex. And especially for beginners that don't know what they're doing, that haven't had any anal training, it's always painful. So there is no secret technique. Does that mean that Woodman's anal scenes are non-consensual? I would argue yes, because of the pressure and because of the lies. When you say he was pushing girls, how did he push them? I mean, uh, manipulating, manipulating, telling them lies, you know, then he will introduce them to Playboy, to to be in magazine because he's a good friend of of the owner of the Playboy. He was good friend with everybody, you know, penthouse, mm-hmm. you know, magazines, then, then girls they dream to be in, you know, to be a yeah. to become a cover guy and then to, and with his these contacts he lied, you know, to the girls, you know, it it was just scam, you know, so it was just uh, yeah. The money because he he was the best paying producer those times. He had the biggest mm-hmm. budget at private and he, he could pay a lot, a lot, a lot and, and he paid. But the most figures they accepted to to do things for him because of of of, of the big promises he made and went were never fulfilled, you know. And right. also, we had to lie. So me, me too. I, I couldn't uh, put ads on the newspapers. Then I'm looking for girls for four because it was uh, even. I think it. I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was forbidden. Yeah, it was forbidden. Mm. So uh, we made casting calls, calls for uh, for erotic uh, movies and erotic uh, photo shootings, nude shootings, you know. Not of poor, but when they went into the room, they just find out and they get not a Playboy magazine, mm. they get a private magazine in their hand and they see only, only BPs and double analysis and, and, and pictures like 
abuse and venomous. And so they were facing this. Yeah. How did they react? It was like only, only strange. You could see only strange faces, but you, you could check these on, on these videos. You can see. Honestly, I think if I was a girl, I'd probably be quite scared. To be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah, but they, they, they were, they were, they were scared. Also sometimes, but, but okay. Uh, that's why he, he loved maybe more to use a girl as translator, you know, because it was more easy to accommodate another girl, you know. Mm. So that's why he, he had this Gabi, which was a smiley, beautiful girl. And he used many times, he used his wife as translator. Uh, mm. He used girls, you know, mostly. So he didn't like to use boys. But why yeah. I asked him for my mother, I, I told no, 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 because you trick me, you talk bullshit in back of me. You, you even tell to the girls to, then I'm a bad guy, to not talk to me, to go to other agents and blah, blah, just, just, just to make me look stupid and make me a bad image. It, it doesn't work. So I, I want to be there and I want to, because like this, I can mm. control the situation. So. That's why he, he had to use me. So you wanted them to have like the honest truth rather than to be manipulated. Yeah, yeah yes, 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 yes. I wanted to be not too, not too much lie because he didn't work without lie from his part, but, but not, not to be too much. You know? So again, this is absolutely incredible what he's saying. We get more into the lies and the manipulation that Pierre Woodman was using, allegedly to get girls to do porn. And imagine, so these girls, so some of them have no idea that they're doing, they're going to do porn. And the first time they find out they're going to do porn is when they get into a hotel room alone with Woodman and a translator. And they're shown a pornographic magazine and it's just sprung on them. I don't understand why they have to use this method unless it's to get girls to do porn against their will because there's no need for it. You can tell them over the phone, actually, it's porn. You know, give them some warning. You can write them an email and then interview the ones that are interested. These are the exhibitionists. This is just not right. This is a tactic that's used in sex trafficking. It sounds disturbing. It sounds like a trick. You heard Ricardo there say that the business didn't work without some lies. And I think that's true. Um, you know, you can't advertise in a newspaper or on a job website to... Oh, do you want to be a porn star? So, yeah, it didn't work without lies. But I think you should tell them as soon as possible. You shouldn't put them in a cauldron, in a high-pressure situation, and then try to manipulate them and trick them into doing porn. According to Ricardo, Woodman would make big promises to them, tell them that he's friends with the owners of Playboy and Penthouse. I'm pretty sure that Hugh Hefner was not hanging around with Pierre Woodman. Playboy was a huge deal back in those days. I really doubt a legitimate billionaire is going to be hanging around with some middling, violent European porn producer. It just wouldn't make sense. So that, that bit's quite funny, but it's not funny because Playboy is a glamorous magazine. It is the elite. It's like, is it porn or is it not? Making those kind of promises, getting girls to do porn or getting girls to do harder porn because you lie to them and manipulate them. Like, that's not consent. There's no way I can think of that makes that consent. Now, you could argue that the girls are stupid for believing him. Maybe in some legal systems, it's fine to trick girls and manipulate them into sex and doing porn like that. But 
No. Um, no, it's not consent. It's evil. It's, it's vile. Just incredible. And this is how porn used to work. And I think it still does work like this because living in Budapest, I've matched with more than one girl on Tinder who said she's bored in Budapest because she applied for a modeling job. She arrived for the casting at the agency and it turned out it was porn. Um, so, you know, they're still doing this trick. It should be a crime in my opinion. I don't know whether it is, but it should be. So now let's look at how Pierre Woodman recruits models today. Most of the productions, I think 90% of productions allow the girl to be prepared to know for what kind of work she goes and uh, to be prepared for that work, for that job, to be consensual. So, difference. Uh, Woodman doesn't like the agents. He wants to brainwash all the girls. He wants to get under control everybody, every girl, and uh, to be out of the control of the agents. He wants to control the mother. So, uh, girls are going to the woodman casting. He wants them not to know, not to be forewarned about what's going to happen on that casting. Because if girls will be for Wagner, then they, they will know exactly. Then after the interview, he's going to do his Chinese technique and etc. etc. Most of the girls, they will refuse even to do the interview. So that's why Pierre doesn't like girls coming from agents. Or he likes girls coming from agents like who is working now, uh, who let the girls just, just go to the woodman without to know anything what's going to happen. I would say those kind of agents are most like, like the pimps, you know, because uh, pimps, they don't care. They treat the girls like a piece of meat, you know. So this is what Woodman wants, to work with this kind of guys. So, I mean, he likes better to work with pimps and the other likes better to work with agents. Yeah, so this is so true. And Every victim I speak to, and I've spoken to dozens and dozens of victims, they all say the same thing. They had zero preparation when they went to CPA. On their call sheet, all it said was a, a casting. Like, that's what it said, casting or interview. Didn't say anything about the porn scene, who it was with, what would happen or anything. And then when they get there, they're pressured into agreeing to anal, possibly double penetration, or something extreme, sometimes just with one extra guy, sometimes with multiple men, they're pushed to say yes. They're put in this very difficult, super high pressure environment where they're lied to, as we've discussed before, they're called stupid, they're pressured with their career. Everybody says this. And this is really important is that what Ricardo says about Woodman wanting to control the girl. I think if you observe a lot of Woodman's behavior, He's a control freak. He likes to control everything because he has to, because people wouldn't work for him if they were informed about what he does and how he works. So he has to control everything very carefully. And as he says, the girls are not forewarned. He says the woodman prefers to work with pimps. And I think that's true. Most agencies in Europe now, they won't work with Pierre Woodman. They won't send him models. Very few will. The ones that do, I would describe as pimps. I would say their behavior is like pimps. And 
the way they treat models is like pimps. And like Ricardo says, if the girls knew that it was going to be more than a casting and they knew the situation they were going to get into, there's no way they would say yes to it. The agent should be taking care of the girl and at the very least saying to them, look, when you go for this casting, it's not just a casting. He's probably going to try to get you to do as much as possible in a very hard sex scene, possibly with multiple men, possibly with things that you've never done before. Are you okay with that? Or tell them you can say no, be strong, say no, don't do anything you're uncomfortable with. But they don't get told any of this. Nothing. And the fact that these agents are willing to work this way, and the fact Woodman prefers them to work this way, for me, it makes it difficult to say where one of them begins and one of them ends. In my opinion, it's a form of sex trafficking, and they're colluding together to get girls to do things they don't want to do. It might not be sex trafficking. It could be a form of sexual assault. And again, I would say both parties are responsible because they've systematically set up a process where they can abuse girls. It's the only way of describing it. Is it illegal? I don't know. It definitely is illegal in many places. Is it illegal in Hungary? I'm not sure. I think it's also important to remember that if you saw my other podcast where I interviewed Eva Berger, her agents in Russia and in Budapest were really selling her hard on you've got to work for Woodman, you need to work for Woodman. That doesn't happen with other producers. And there are much bigger productions than Woodman. So Brazzers, for example. They're the biggest porn company in the world, or maybe Vixen now. But at the time, Brazzers were. None of the agents were saying, oh, you've got to work for Brazzers. Brazzers are so big, they'll make you famous. You must work for Brazzers. They're selling Woodman to the girls so that they're part of that trafficking. They're part of that abuse. They're part of that sale. Because it should be the other way around when you think about it. They should be on the phone to Woodman saying, this girl's amazing. You've got to work with her, treat her nicely, be kind, pay a high fee. She doesn't do this yet, but, you know, selling the girl to the producer. The agent should be working for the model, not working for the producer. It's really important to understand that. So let's look at some of the people that Woodman recruits models through now. We've already discussed Brill Babes, which is a Hungarian model agency, a lot on this podcast. They seem to come up in shady practice all the time, especially around protecting girls' health and not giving girls enough detail on what the shoot's going to involve. So I've already described your babes as acting like pimps. The reason I think that is because they like to control the girls. They deprive them of information and they want them to go wherever they tell them to go. And they don't want them to ask any questions. And I think that's very wrong. It's not how it should be. Because for consent to happen, the model needs to be fully informed and knowledgeable of everything that's going to happen. If the model's not informed, then it's not consent and you're acting more like a pimp or a sex trafficker. There are actually very few agencies that will work with Pierre Woodman now. The ones that do tend to be the shady types. Brill Babe's definitely one of those. And what they do is when they send a model to Pierre Woodman, all it says on the call sheet is casting. And the girl's given no other information than that. Um, and when they arrive, that's when Woodman does his interview. And then he pressures them for sex. Often there's another male performer waiting downstairs or maybe more than one man waiting downstairs and they'll be pressured into having group sex with those people. Woodman would say that the girls consent to this. I would say that 
you can't consent to that on the day. And that's not how a porn shoot should be booked. Nobody else does this. Only Woodman. And other agencies don't work like this. Only Brill Babe, from what I can see. A lot of other agencies used to work like this in the past, but they don't anymore. The other reason I think that Brill Babes act like pimps is because I've been told by many models that they send girls to fake porn shoots. And a lot of their porn shoots are actually just escort bookings. I don't know if the model is aware that it's really an escort booking or not. And I think we should have a look at some texts between Esther, who runs Brill Babes, and one of her models. One of the models gave me permission to share these texts. You can see that the booking is just handled on WhatsApp with very little information. It just says, hi, are you available on the 6th? A boy, girl, anal, cream pie for Asian POV sites, please. The girl asks, is it cream pie pussy or anal? And okay, she's available. It's booked. Now that's not much information for a porn shoot. If you notice, she didn't give the name of the porn site. And that's a big red flag because the brand is important. Like you want the model to say yes. So like if it's Brazzers or Vixen, an established site, they're going to want to say yes. And what if it's a site that they don't want to work for or a style of content they don't want to work for? You need much more information than just Asian site. He meant that it's an Asian performer, I believe. And just the sexual act. There's no, we don't know if it's rough or soft or how old the performer is, what he looks like, nothing. Send a second message. I sent the model a message saying, client of the six just told me he knows you from some work in a different country. Does it please disturb you, his Asian name? And she told him his name. And she says, hi, Esther. Glad that you told me. I'm not going to do that. He's not a producer. He's just a guy that wants to fuck porn stars without protection. So without a condom. And then Esther lies to her. She says, actually, we're creating him a website. But in her previous text, she said that he had a site, like it's an Asian site. So she's just lying and trying to convince her to do this escort booking. Just because he films it, that does not make it a porn shoot. She might think that's a loophole to protect her because escorting is illegal in Hungary. But no, it, this is so wrong. And say, so, oh, he does everything legally with a model release and he takes pictures of your IDs. <laughs> Again. So yeah, and then if we go to the next message, she says, look, I met him as an escort and he tried to have sex with me without a condom. So obviously most escorts don't want to have sex with clients without condoms. And usually they ban the clients if they ask for that or try to get it because it's just not safe. But it seems if you get refused, you can just contact her porn model agency and book to have unprotected sex with any porn star you like at Brill Babes. And replies, anyway, it's up to you. He has meetings with webmasters to release his sites, but writes no one. I don't quite fully understand that, but again, it's just like trying to sell her on some bullshit. It's like, it's such low effort as well. Like, I mean, who's using the word webmasters now? Why does he need meetings? You can launch a porn website in one day. It's not a high-tech task. So this hustle is disgusting. And this is repeated a lot with Brill Babes. And what scares me is that I don't think a lot of the models know that they're escorting. And for me, this is sex trafficking. The girls didn't sign up for escorting. Signed up because they want porn stars, they want to be public, they're exhibitionists, they want to grow their brand, they want to be famous. 
They want to get their OnlyFans blown up and get big. And that's not going to happen. And, you know, who's supervising these shoots? Who's vetting them? How do we know it's safe? How do we know the conditions are safe? You know, escorting is a very risky job. And porn should be quite a safe job. Actually, it seems like it's not in Europe. A final message. He has a test and started to shoot. And the girl replies to her like, you know, sorry, but I'm shooting to promote my name. These amateur guys are not for me. And it just reiterates the point that, you know, when models do porn shoots, often it's not the money that they're doing it for because they can usually make more money on their OnlyFans or with escorting. So usually they're doing it more for the fame and the exposure. And the money is just like, you know, makes it worth showing up. This is so, so bad. And a lot of the better porn companies don't work with real babes. Um, many of us have major ethical concerns over them. We worry about the welfare of their models. We worry about the health risks that they pose. And plus just general, the way they treat the models like cattle. Getting their logo tattooed on their girls. And I don't know if they see this as like a compliment, but I think when you act like a pimp and you start branding your property, it's a really bad look. I'm laughing, but it's, it's just so unbelievable to me. In my opinion, it's exactly how Ricardo Soli says, like Woodman likes to work with pimps. Real babes act like pimps, they withhold information from the models, and they send girls into harm's way with Woodman. And that's how he likes it. And let's look at another one of the pimps that, that Woodman uses, because this one's incredible. So since I started this story, a lot of people have been contacting me and tipping me off with information that could be useful. One of the things people said is they said I should watch out for a guy called Dennis Blackmagic. They said that he brought a girl to Woodman to work called Sladjen Skyer. She's from Belgium. And they said that she'll be given a good time and used as a reference in order to get more girls into porn via Woodman. And I didn't think anything of it. But then I caught Woodman using him. But let me tell you a little bit about Dennis and why I think that's a problem. Because... Obviously, recruiting girls for porn is not a crime, but this guy is something else. So Dennis Blackmagic is Belgian, and he's a convicted child rapist. In 2008, he was convicted of indecent assault against a 15-year-old girl. In 2011, he was convicted of uh, four years in prison for raping another 15-year-old girl. In 2017, he was convicted for inciting the sexual abuse of minors. I don't know how old they were. But before I show you his picture, I want you to just imagine what a person that rapes children looks like. Right? Just imagine it. And this is it. Like, I mean, why do nonces always look like nonces? It's like there's a uniform or something. Like, they're really easy to spot. I don't know how they get away with their crimes. So, yeah, I caught Woodman using Dennis to recruit models. And he was proud of it. He was sharing it on his Twitter post. Like, Woodman has shadier friends than Prince Andrew. Why would anyone hang out with a child rapist? Why would anyone do business with a child rapist? Why would anyone call this person their friend? And it's not like it was a one-off or anything like that. It's a persistent pattern of abusing children. So I saw on Woodman's Twitter feed that he was working with a new girl called Luna Wolf. And he took a photo of her at the airport and he was very proud and showing off this new girl he's going to work with. 
I clicked on her profile just to see who it was. She's a girl that's working for Dennis Blackmagic. So he's her agent. She's working for him. She has his brand name in her Twitter bio. And I was so alarmed that I actually raised this with Woodman and I urged him to cancel the shoot. And the reason I said that is because if your agent is a rapist and you're recruiting a model through a convicted rapist, how do you know the girl's safe? How do you know she's not been coerced? How do you know she's not been trafficked? In my opinion, the risk is too high and there's no possible way you can work with someone like that. And that's not the girl's fault. Everything might be above board, but as a producer, cannot take the risk that a girl might be sex trafficked. And this is so blatantly a bad situation. Someone that's convicted of rape should not be around porn models. There's a lot of vulnerable people working in the porn industry, and we have to at least take that basic step to protect people. It's absolutely disgusting that Dennis would be allowed anywhere near the porn industry, given his history. And the crazy thing is, the only people that seem to work with this Dennis is Pierre Woodman, Rocco Sifredi, and Brill Babes. Now, at first, Woodman denied knowing anything about Dennis's history. So he said he didn't know he was convicted of rape. And that sounds pretty unbelievable because he's been to prison several times. And he said he'd been friends with him for 20 years. So you'd think you'd be like, oh, where's my friend? Um... I wonder where he is. Uh, and it's not like the porn industry is big. Everybody talks. Everybody knows when something goes down. So it's very bizarre to me. Woodman tells me that he's never given any money to Dennis or anything like that. And he doesn't recruit models for him. But on Woodman's forum, and this message is in French, so I've had to use Google Translate. He says that Sladjem was sent to him by Dennis and Helena. Um, and also Luna Bunny, obviously, on her Twitter, she's clearly part of that agency. And also by text message, Woodman told me, Luna Bunny, she registered with Dennis in Belgium. So she, he confirmed that she's working with him as an agent. And she'll register with Brill Babes next week when I bring her there. She's 27 years old and able to know what she wants or not in her life. So... You know, that's Woodman's attitude. He has no concern for her safety or well-being. And as well as that, he's compounding the problem by taking her to sign for another super shady agency. Like, there are more reputable agencies, like Nikki's Models in Prague have an excellent reputation. Why not sign with them? And why take her to Brill Babes? Why not say, talk to Brill Babes, you know, maybe you'll like them. But no, he takes them there to sign. Super shady, and it's Always the same names coming up over and over again. Dennis Blackmagic, Rocco Sifredi, Pierre Woodman, Brill Babes. I don't know the exact financial relationship between all of these people, but these guys are all working together and not in the model's best interests. And I personally feel that what's happening is so unsafe and so concerning. You know, if a rapist lived on your street you wouldn't feel safe with women in your life just walking past their house. But in porn, these people have welcomed him in and they're working with him and they're paying him probably and recruiting models through him. So they're applying standards in porn that they just would not apply in any other aspect of their life. Is it sex trafficking? Is it legal? I don't know. 
I don't know the laws in Belgium. It's high risk, but I don't know if it's legal or not. Maybe it is legal, but it shouldn't be done. And I, I surprise anyone lets this happen. And a crazy thing is I contacted Dennis Blackmagic. Woodman actually gave me his number. And it was the most insane phone call I've ever had in my life. So this is a clip with Dennis Blackmagic. I spoke to him and he started threatening to kill me. So at some point I had to quickly press record on my second phone. And I've cleaned up the audio as best I can. But it's not the best quality, but I think you can hear how this conversation goes. It's nuts. Obviously, I'd rather you didn't kill me, but I am doing this story on Woodman and you are a part of it. So I just need to be really clear on the details because like what you said just doesn't match with the information that's out there on you. Like there's obviously four incidents. There's like the indecent assault one on a 15 year old. There's like always, the point is like this. I know a lot of shit about a lot of powerful people. They always put me in jail for stuff that they didn't do. So now I made a deal with all those powerful people and I'm not in jail anymore. So that was the only way to get me in jail because they were afraid that things coming out because I don't know if you understand that the most powerful and rich people who are claiming to fight for that are the worst people. Why would they be your enemies if you're just producing porn? Because I know a lot of shit from famous people who are fucking with little kids. Really? And then I fight with them. Yes, really, because the most politicians and most people like you who are fighting with them are the guys who are fucking the little girls. I told you I'm a fucking gangster. I'm not a pedophile. Okay, but I'm so... I'm a man of honor. But how would they... How would they get you into prison? and cry in a corner. That's the difference. I, I was doing business with Ben Dorville already 25 years ago. Okay, but, but why, would, why would so many like young girls have allegations against you and like like obviously in a trial there has to be evidence look i'm not i'm not trying to upset you really i just wanted to understand your I'm version upset. If you, i'm not upset if you get me upset you are not able to speak believe me yeah i know you said i can't come to belgium but i i it's um no 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 i can also send somebody to put a best so don't worry about that because so what's the point now the point so, is, they fucked me sometimes to put me in jail like they did with so many people, like with Berlusconi. So, it's really insane. He has kind of delusions of grandeur. I checked Dennis Blackmagic and he only has 16 porn video credits to his name. He seems to be on the fringes of the industry, but has made a bit of a name for himself as a reality TV star in Belgium. And if you just listen to that, this is a man that's raped children. And he's claiming that he was set up, he was framed, and the only reason he did go to jail is because politicians who he knows have sex with children are out to get him. And, like, the world just doesn't work like that. Maybe in fantasy land, possibly, but it's so unrealistic, it's so wild, it's so hard to get a conviction for rape. And he has one, and he has other charges against him. He's been to prison three times for offences against children. It's not like this is an isolated incident. And it's very uncomfortable hearing him try to justify this. I guess maybe he has to tell himself this to live with himself. I don't know. And obviously, he's very aggressive. He claims he's a gangster. He's even very open about calling himself a gangster. Should someone like that be working in porn? I don't think so.
It's about miners. Otherwise, he cannot put me in jail. No one made a deal with the, with the big famous politics and powerful people. And now I'm free. So that's a big difference. Okay, just because... to do it too. I've always... And here he's saying he got out of prison because he made a deal with powerful politicians. Obviously, if that's true, it's quite a revelation. So I'm sure his parole officer would be interested in hearing that. But most likely, I think it's just bullshit. The man seems like a fantasist to me. You're a convicted rapist. And obviously, you've no, said something different. So I have to give your version. I have to tell people your version. No, I don't want the people to get my version because of an asshole like you. I'm a hero in Belgium. I can do the fuck that I want in Belgium, so I'm happy. And all the world of the real famous porn industry is supporting me. So I don't think you can do what I don't think you can do what you want if like you've been sent to prison before. Like obviously there are rules. The last time that I went to prison was a girl that I made famous, and because I said no to her for a relationship, she said that I raped her. So that's how it goes in Belgium. And then I made a deal with the big famous politics because I'm getting tired of it. And now the girl is getting sued because she made a false statement. Because one of the boys who made a statement to help her to get me in jail was saying that I was searching online for minors. Guess what? The guy is now in jail, convicted for three minors fucking and pimping them. So, again, it's just this massive deflection. It's like, you know, he's been convicted three times of sexual offences against children. And he acts like he's the victim. It blows my mind. It really does. You know, like, poor him. Like, um, if only people would stop making false allegations against him. It doesn't happen to me. Does it happen to you? I'm sure it's not normal for children to accuse you of touching them or rape. That's really interesting. No, that's not interesting. That's life. You need to shut the fuck up against me because I don't want to speak with guys like you. Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing a story about Pierre Woodman, not about you, but obviously you're involved in it. I'm not involved. But who, how am I involved? Tell me that. I'm not oh. the casting director. Well, you, you... I'm not the producer. I'm not the director. I sold my company. I'm just a famous guy who has a movie on his head. No, Pierre told me that, Pierre told me that you're recruiting models. No, he said it. He said, well, if they can't come to you, that's the same thing. Models come to Belgium, to me, because I have the biggest name, and they say, can you bring me to Pierre? Of course. So the CEO of my company called to Pierre, and the girls go to Pierre. That's it. I'm not recruiting, I'm not casting, I'm not doing the check. I think clearly, maybe he's not allowed to be working in this industry, or he's doing some bad things, because he's really trying to convince me that he's not recruiting models. But the models are using his name in their Twitter bio, indicating they work for him. Woodman says they're signing for him and they're signing for Brill Babes. Like all the evidence points to he's running them as an agent. So I don't know why he's denying it unless he's doing something bad. I think he's got some things to hide here. Do you think it's ethical for a convicted rapist to be recruiting girls in the porn industry? Hey, motherfucker, the rapist, do you know who you're dealing with? You're a sick fuck, do you know that? Get me, put me on video so that I can see your fucking face. No! Okay. Do it, fucking asshole! So, do I look like a rapist? You look like a fucking pedophile. Look at your face, look at mine. I'm look. a gangster, all right? And do you know what I do with people like you, motherfucker? No. That's what I do with people like you, okay? Okay, you're I'm showing, sure. you're showing me a gun. Okay. Okay? Okay! Am I clear to you? You're pretty clear. I find you there 
four hours. Go get the drag with my ass. I shoot you in the fucking face. Okay. I'm a you. I think you're making sense. I think two things can be true at the same time. What do you say? I said two things can be true at the same time. Like, you're, you're convicted of rape. Like, I was convicted by the well, that, that's what convicted means. That's what convicted means. I can put you in jail for the same thing. You want to try this shit? Yeah, but I mean, that, obviously, the, the conviction is still there. So it's just, it's just a statement of fact, yeah. It's just a statement of fact. So... You need help. Believe me, you need fucking help. I'm going to help you one day. Trust me. Okay. Fuck with me. All right, well... Well, thank you for your help. Don't fuck with me. I can see your eyes. Damn, dude, don't fuck with me. Okay? Okay. Delete my fucking number because I'm going to tell you one thing. Don't fuck with me. Okay. I put a fucking bullet in your face even when I'm here, okay? Okay. And believe me, I can do that. Okay. Okay, that's all. Thank you. This is not how innocent people behave. Like, innocent people don't threaten to kill you just because you said, oh, you're recruiting models for Pierre Woodman, especially when it's obvious that you are. An innocent person would say, yes, I am. That's my job. That's what I do. And there's no problems. There's nothing to hide. You don't threaten to kill the person that's reporting it. The whole thing is just absolutely insane. There was a lot more, but I didn't get to record everything. An interesting thing he said was that he claims that he was set up and he also in that call said he can get, you know, me sent to jail for, for the same thing. And shortly after that call, I was then blackmailed by Sladjen Skaya. So she started messaging me. And if you look at this text message from her, you can see that first she says that a bullet is the best medicine for people like me. Sladjen and Dennis were trying to get me to stop reporting this story. Like, that was their goal. So they're trying to intimidate me into doing that. And you can see here she says, I report you for stalking if you don't stop. Clear? Publicly, I do it also. But, you know, and then she kept on and on and on. Obviously, an empty threat. If you haven't done anything wrong, it's very hard to convict someone of a sex crime. It's hard to convict someone of a sex crime when they have done something wrong. So keep that in mind. And this guy's been convicted three times. And it blows my mind that these people all work together. It blows my mind that Woodman thinks that this is a safe person to have around women. It's a safe person to be recruiting girls from. It, it's wild. And Woodman behaves very strangely. So on his forum, he tried to justify... Dennis's rape of children. Here he says, Yes, my friend Dennis got some troubles with justice in Belgium, but it's related to things I will not consider as paedophilia, because as far as I know, the story was a girl who's nearly an adult. And for instance, in France, he would never go to jail for this. But the mo mother will have got more troubles in France than in Belgium. Also, it's an old story. I just discovered recently, and I know Dennis' new version as a good father and wife and children. So for me, he deserves friendship because we don't always know the background of all the people we meet and become friends with. Obviously, he'd, he'd fucked a five-year-old child. I will never speak to him. So 
like he doesn't care that he raped this girl. Like that's not an issue. The fact he's raped the girl doesn't factor into it for him. So for some reason, Woodman thinks that rape is acceptable behavior. Doesn't surprise me. And second point is, she's still a child. She goes to school. A grown man cannot fuck school children. And I'm pretty sure in France, you would also go to prison for that. The fact she's nearly an adult means she's still a child. Okay, the age of consent is different in different countries, but clearly in Belgium, he knew the law, he broke the law, he went to prison, and Woodman defends him. Just like Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein, I just don't know how anyone can justify having a business relationship or a personal relationship with this man. And the telling thing is how they all try to keep distance themselves from it. So Dennis claims that, you know, he's not making money from this. It's just helping girls from the goodness of his heart. Girls come to him and they want to work for Woodman and he just helps them along the way. Absolute bullshit. It's so difficult to find models to do porn. You have to search for them, find them, have lots of long conversations. Very few people are coming to production companies, coming to agents and saying, hey, I'm interested in doing porn. Like you have to go out and recruit them. And the way you recruit them is very important. Clearly, Dennis is recruiting girls. Someone who calls himself a gangster is a convicted rapist, convicted child rapist, I mean, and showed me a gun and threatened me. How can Woodman know for sure that the girls that he's recruiting with Dennis are not are safe, that they're not being coerced, that they're not being trafficked, that they're not being forced into this. I, even if everything's fine, it would be so concerning to me and so risky that I would never, never work with somebody like that. And I don't think anyone else in the porn industry would either. When I alerted people on Twitter, everybody that had scenes booked canceled them. The only people who worked with these girls is Rocco and Woodman. And I think that says a lot. Now I want to take things a bit further and look at Woodman's interview process. So that's the actual casting process. So the interviews you see on his website. And I'm going to break down all the ways I think many of those scenes are not consensual. First, it's important to go back in time with Ricardo again, who was recruiting models for Woodman before Woodman's website started. So when he was working for private. And I think it's important just to understand how that casting process worked and where it came from. So have a listen to this. These castings were legitimate, we can say, because uh, they were other times, you know, when the porn was somehow else, you know, so the, the girls need to act. Uh, they were doing future kind of films, movies, you know, so with role plays. And so it, it was, they were going in, in tropicals, you know, so it, it was it was a need to do a casting before because you you, you couldn't permit as producer yourself then plane and fly with girls in I don't know in or Costa Rica or South Africa or I don't know where and uh, pay hotel rooms and and uh, and everything that stayed there and then you find out that the girl didn't want to do porn, you know, so normal she mm. changed her mind or something. So if it was, it was normal, then they, they should wow. be casting. Does the person have sex with the model? She like makes a, like a test porn video. Is that how it works? 
I, I think this is uh, coming from the thing that Pierre wants to fuck and, and he just wants to fuck everybody. And so it's, you know, he could do the casting, then he use actors for it. So and he, he said just it's better he pays for himself and, and he enjoys also. So that's, that's, that comes from his enjoyment mostly. But then he, Casted the girls, he was fucked the girls in the in those scenes, you know, so not like mm. so. And the girls get paid for a casting, I guess. Yeah, girls get paid even for just interview and if they moved forward and uh, they let Pierre to nick them, finger them and and fuck them, uh, they got more money. Didn't publish those things, those castings. He will just keep keep them for himself, you know. So Mm. And he made a big collection of these kind of castings. So porn used to be a lot different. It used to have bigger budgets, productions are more like movies. And if you're flying girls to the Seychelles or to the Caribbean, like he says, then you need to be sure that she can do the job and she won't drop out. So castings were actually a real thing. I, I thought it was a myth. I thought it was just a genre of porn, but castings were real. And you can hear there that the girl gets paid for the interview, and then she also gets paid some extra if she does more sexual activities with the person. But it's not a porn video. And I think also keep in mind that in the first part, when we looked at Woodman's recruitment process, a lot of these girls didn't know that they were going to do porn on the day, and they were exposed to very high-pressure tactics. I don't think that's consensual. When someone arrives and they're, they're not told it's porn until they get to the room and then they're harassed and harassed and harassed until, you know, they give in and they have sex with you. Obviously, some go on to do porn, uh, not all. So I don't know how much of it is just for personal enjoyment. I don't know how many that Woodman has sex with then say no to porn and don't go any further. Ricardo says that he built up a huge collection of these casting videos. Let's listen to what Ricardo said in other conversations. Of course, he released uh, and he published uh, interviews and uh, and this kind of uh, Chinese textic, technique uh, shows of, of himself, you know, which, which the girls, they were thinking this will never be published. But they were published by Woodman because he had a model release signed by the girl. It's simple. The girl thinks because uh, it's did to the girl that she signs the paper because she gets paid for it. So if she wants to get paid, she has to sign a mother release. She doesn't understand anything in English. So it's up to what is translated. And Woodman asks and told in every, that every time to be translated and told to the girl, then no, you just sign, then nothing happened wrong with you. Uh, everything was okay. And that's why you sign. And because you get paid, this is why you have to sign. And you have to write in Hungarian there, then you are more than 18 years old and uh, nobody make you anything bad and things like that, stuff like this. You know? So it's, the girl doesn't know exactly what she signs. She doesn't know then. Any, anything can be published what was recorded uh, by Woodman about her. 
This is a very serious allegation. If what Ricardo says is true, then it means that a lot of women had their videos published without permission. According to Ricardo, when Pierre does his casting process with girls who don't know if they want to do porn yet, he got everyone to sign a model release at the end. And he's saying that the model release was not in their language. They didn't understand what they were signing and that they were told, oh, you just sign this so you get your money. And that they didn't expect it to be on the internet. Uh, the interview, if they had sex during that interview, obviously I have no way of confirming if Ricardo is telling the truth or not. But if you watch Pierre Woodman's casting videos, you can see the surprise of the girls when he's showing them porn magazines. A lot of these, they don't look staged. And it's very concerning. If this is what's happening, then it's almost the same as what girls do porn were doing. And it would be a very serious case of sex trafficking. And it would explain why not many Hungarian girls do porn anymore. In the early 2000s, there were so many Hungarian porn stars. And now there were not many. Now it could be that the reason there were so many is because they were being tricked, lied to, manipulated into doing porn. And that many of these girls, if they had the full information, would not have done porn. So it's a very serious allegation. And I think we should listen to a little bit more. Oh, this uh, anal technique of him and, uh, and all the interview was not supposed to be published. It was just for casting. An interview with a girl and it was told and we... We must to record all of these because we make many castings and to choose which girl is going to be good for the production, to remember, to, you know, so to see how you look on the camera. So, of course, the girls, they didn't know that these castings will be released. Just he decided to make a casting website and to release this. That's all. I am sure at the beginning he didn't think to publish these uh, stuff, these interviews. He made these interviews only to secure himself, to, to feel safe, you know, to have, as, as, as he told everybody, then it's like a safety camera, then to can prove if anything, it's somebody reports him to can, to can prove, then uh, he, he didn't make anything bad, you know, so he started to do with this idea. It seems like Pierre's casting website actually came out of his real castings. I mean, that, that was always the story. And these girls did sign model releases. But I think there's serious question marks over if they knew what they were signing. Maybe after this podcast, girls from the past will come forward and tell us if they knew what they were signing or not. I'd be very curious. The model release was signed because the girls get paid. So they... They were knowing they must sign because they get paid. They, they are naive girls. They are coming first time and to meet someone, a producer, and he's putting a bunch of papers in front of them to sign. And they write in Hungarian, yes, I am over 18 and, I, and everything was okay. Uh, nobody pushed me to do what I did, blah, blah, blah. This is written by them in their own language on an, the model release, which is in English. They don't know a fucking other language than Hungarian. But even if they would know English, you think that they would start to 
read a, a whole model release, but they get two, three papers. No way. And secondly, nobody gets a copy of the model release, but not only Ed Woodman. And I, I never understood this. Nowhere. They don't get a copy. So what they can do with that, if they have a, a problem later, what they can do? They don't have the contract. They don't have a copy of it, what they signed. Nobody gives them. That's another thing. This would be regulated. This would be made like, like every contract. You do a contract, you get a piece of it. I wondered why did he get them to sign model releases if it was just a casting? Did he always plan on launching his casting website? Was it a strategy to you know, use money from private to fund his own business? And that's assuming that what Ricardo is saying is true. But it's just really important to understand that like he says, these are very naive girls. They don't speak English. Remember that Hungary was a very poor country back then. It was very poor, very corrupt. The police were pretty much ineffective. Organized crime was rampant. It was the years following the end of the Soviet Union. If you wanted to exploit young women, this was the place to do it. The sex trafficking industry is mostly East European women. And it wouldn't surprise me if this was true, and a lot of the porn industry in Eastern Europe was simply sex trafficking on an enormous scale. So it's very disturbing, and it's much worse than any allegation I'd heard against Pierre Woodman before I started doing these podcasts. The final point that he mentioned is that there's a very strange thing in porn that a lot of companies don't want girls to have a copy of their contract. They don't provide them with a copy. Okay, it's not in their language, so they can't understand what's said, but they can't even go to a lawyer and ask them, oh, is this okay? How do I fight this? How do I stop it? They don't have a copy of it. Every porn video I've ever made, I've always emailed a copy of the contract to the model. I think if you're not giving a copy of the contract to the model, that's a pretty big red flag right there. One thing that's really disturbing to me is how Pierre Woodman's website is blocked in Hungary, in the Czech Republic, in Russia. And there's no reason for that because the internet doesn't work like that. Just because you block your website, everybody can still see your videos. There's piracy, people use VPNs. Plus, he doesn't block his forum and you can't block his Twitter. You can't block his Instagram or any other social media. So my question is, why does he block his website? No other porn company blocks websites. Webcam companies do. And it's often something that people tell to models to kind of trick them into doing porn. They'll tell them, oh, do webcam because you can block the website in Hungary or you can block the website in the UK and then your friends and family won't find out. So it sounds like having your cake and eating it. It's like you can exhibit your body on the internet naked you can have sex on the internet, make the money, but also you don't have to have the consequences of your actions. And it'd be nice if you could do that, but the internet doesn't work like that. And anyone that tells you that that's a possibility is lying to you and manipulating you. And when I spoke with Ricardo, I asked him, you know, why does Pierre block his website? Look, uh, many, many girls, many, they meet Pierre. They they just want to make a one-time money or something. So they 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 really don't they they really believe that they will not put uh, 
the disgusting interview and then and that that fuck will not make public, you know. But they get paid for it. So they are thinking this way, so many of them. And they just find out later colleagues or, or, or classmates or I don't know, they just find them on the internet, fucked by a, an old guy. So And how, course, how do you how do you know they think that this way? Of course, he, he, he does, and then uh, the website is blocked in Hungary, and then he, this interview will not be viewed by nobody, and, and he will not put uh, now the interview, he will put it later, one year later, two years later, something like that, you know, so he always tell like this to the girls. Okay, if the girl wants to become a porn star, and she, she comes because she's an exhibitionist, because she wants to do this job, and mm-hmm. then she... It's it's totally different. Then things yeah. are opposite, you know. Of course, I gonna let's make it fine, and I, I put it out immediately, and then you became famous. You will see how many fans you make, and blah blah. And have you heard him tell this to girls like about? Oh, it will be it's the, locked in Hungary, so don't worry. But sorry, my man, I was translating. So it's normal. I heard. I mm. say. I say to the girls. What? So I, Pierre told to me in French, and I told to the girls in Hungarian. So it's normal. This is also incredibly serious. This is exactly what girls do porn were doing, and what some other companies have been doing. Um, for example, Czech casting in the Czech Republic. Both are in prison for sex trafficking now. So if what Ricardo is saying is true, and Ricardo says that he was telling the girls this, he was the translator. And like I say, why is the website blocked? There's no reason to block it. I asked him why he blocked it, but he didn't give me a good reason. If the girl is manipulated and she doesn't fully understand the consequences of her making porn and she thinks no one's going to see it, and then it's on the internet, all her friends and family see it, her life will be destroyed. If she didn't want to do that, her life will be destroyed. And Hungary is a very conservative country. I cannot imagine how they would feel. I've seen interviews of some girls online from other cases. For example, the Girls Do Porn case. And one girl had suicide attempts. She changed her life completely. She damaged her relationship with her family and friends. And I think it took her maybe six or seven years to get her life back to a level that was even resembling normal. Her life would never be the same again. And she has to relive her trauma over and over again, every time someone sees the video, every time someone sends it to her and says, is this you? And that's maybe what's happened with a lot of girls who have done porn in Hungary. Now, obviously, this is just an allegation. It doesn't mean it's true. But obviously, with the seriousness of it, I asked Pierre Woodman, do you tell girls that your website is blocked? And yeah, he says, yeah, I say sometimes the site is locked in Hungary because it's true. But I always say I can't block piracy. I think if you're admitting to telling girls that you're telling them the website's blocked, that's a manipulation. And in my opinion, like that is sex trafficking because there's no need to tell her that. There's no need to trigger a false expectation in her mind. It's absolutely vile. And in my opinion, in that statement, although he claims that he tells them that he can't block piracy, in my opinion, that he's admitting to sex trafficking in in that case. Just my opinion. 
and it's so serious and so bad and so disturbing. And if you look at the numbers, we're talking about potentially hundreds, maybe even thousands of Hungarian women tricked, hustled, manipulated, trafficked into doing porn. And the current state of the porn industry, where very, very few Hungarian girls ever do porn, kind of supports that. Let's talk more about Pierre Woodman's interview process. This is where most of the complaints come from because only told that it's going to be an interview or a casting. So everything is agreed on the day. So, and these are the problems that I see, and I am told this by many, many models. There's all sorts of variations. Generally, you do the interview and you're subjected to very high pressure tactics. I'm friends with three different people who have worked as a translator in Woodman interviews, and they've all reported the same things to me. And many, many models have also reported the same things to me. And that's the, he likes to break models down. And I think a thing to remember is he used to be a policeman and it is a kind of an interview tactic when you're interrogating someone to just keep on going until they admit the crime. And in a lot of police cases, if they're badgered like that and worn down and broken down, a lot of people who are innocent will admit to crimes. My personal opinion is that Woodman is using similar techniques on very vulnerable women after he's set them up in a difficult to get out of situation, in a situation that they don't want to be in, where they're subjected to a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to say yes, in many cases where they don't even know it's a porn shoot until they get there. And he just wears them down. He can spend hours and hours and hours just convincing girls who say no to him to say yes. Whether that's lies like his anal sex technique, lies like what Ricardo alleged that they made big promises like about working for Playboy and things like this that will never be fulfilled. But there's an even more sinister aspect and that's the fact that Woodman does plan his shoots. He just doesn't tell the model what the plan is until after this interview process. Often there's another male performer waiting downstairs, sometimes more than one male performer. And on the day, all the girl knows is that she's going to do a casting. And then suddenly she's pushed into doing a gangbang, pushed into doing double anal, pushed into doing things she doesn't want to do. And in my opinion, the, it's not consent. If the girls were informed, it would be consent. But you can't inform them at that moment and put lots of pressure on them and claim that that's consent. And no other company does this. Only Woodman. So let's look at the most famous example of this in action. And that's with Lana Rhodes. It's very rare that American porn stars come to Europe because in Europe, standards are very low. Models are often mistreated. So Lana famously came to Europe and she ran away from a Pierre Woodman shoot. And we'll see, this is just Lana's allegations. Doesn't mean it's true, but these allegations are, I mean, I've lost count of how many girls have reported exactly the same thing. So once Lana ran away, she then texted her agent about what happened. And she published these WhatsApp messages on her Twitter. She said, I left the hotel and Pierre was insulting me in the car saying I'm like a robot, tried to make me suck his dick in front of a bunch of people in traffic. 
I'm not comfortable with this public stuff. Also at the shoot, there are three other guys and male talents beside Pierre. And then since last night, me and Nicole, today he's been telling me about shoots from yesterday, saying the girl had said no, 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 and he basically raped her with Ricky. His own words, he used these words exactly. It's what he told me and he can't use some of the footage he said because of that. I left them at the hotel and said I was getting a drink and went to his house and collected my stuff. This is not cool. I'm leaving Budapest. I don't like these shoots here. I know Dan and Pierre are your friends. I understand that you will not like this, but I can't do these things that I don't want to do. It will make me unhappy with my job, which I like very much. There's a few things wrong here. First, why is a producer asking for sexual favors from the model while driving his car? Second, um, this is exactly what so many people have reported to me. They go for a casting. Sometimes they expect sex, but then they're surprised and pushed to do more. Obviously, I don't know if Lana's telling the truth. I have no way of confirming that, but there's many, many allegations similar to this. And it's, you know, why would she lie? Why would she cause trouble for herself? It, it takes so much courage to speak out about these things, especially when the producer's very well known and is known for harassing people, the bravery it took to do this. I don't think she would subject herself to this lightly. So now we need to talk about Woodman's Lube. It sounds crazy that you need to talk about lube in terms of consent, but we really do. There's been rumors for years that Woodman may be using some extra ingredient in his lube to numb girls' asses and make anal sex easier. There's quite a lot of like circumstantial evidence for this that's made people suspicious. One is he often puts a rubber glove on his hand to apply the lube. Second is that Woodman often uses a condom. If you're using something in the lube to numb the girl's ass, if you put your finger on that product or your penis, you're not going to feel things. A lot of people have suggested that people use lidocaine, something that's been used on other porn sets in the past, especially in Europe. Woodman denies using anything apart from a normal lubricant, but he uses cocaine hydrochloride, which is a cocaine-based anesthetic that's used in surgeries. The person who said this is Woodman's friend. It's Dennis Blackmagic again. He posted on a forum all about this. Dennis says, it's a mix of Vaseline and it's a secret formula created by Woodman. And it works, but only real insiders know about this. So a different user suggested that, oh, it's cocaine hydrochloride. And he explained all about that. And then Dennis replied, oh, I already know about that for more than eight years. But the reason I did not post it is because it's an inside respect in the industry between producers and directors. You know a lot, so you must be an insider, an adult. So there you go, that's Dennis Blackmagic, Woodman's friend of 20 years, telling us Woodman uses this in his loop. I don't know if it's true. I don't know why his friend would lie. I asked a veteran of the porn industry about this, and they told me that in the old days of porn, it was very common for cocaine hydrochloride or lidocaine to be used as lube to numb the ass of girls that are doing porn. And this person said cocaine hydrochloride was preferred because it also causes a rush and lowers inhibitions. Now, my mind has been blown by this. Again, it's shocking even for me. I don't know if you do get a rush from, from cocaine hydrochloride. I don't know if it's similar to cocaine. I imagine maybe it's different. But if it does lower your inhibitions, then 
that would be a clear case of even lube being non-consensual. Because as we said at the beginning, if you have any drugs or alcohol that impair your mentality, then you can't be consenting. Now, I would say that if you're numbing a girl's ass so she can do something she wouldn't normally be able to do, and you're not telling her that you're numbing her ass, that's also non-consensual because she's not informed about what's happening. If they are using cocaine hydrochloride, they're using a drug that only doctors should have access to. And that also sounds very serious. My sources tell me that this drug was commonly used on European porn sets 20 years ago. Maybe most of the industry cleaned up since then. The industry is a lot better now than it used to be. I don't know if Woodman used to use this and he doesn't now, or if he does use it. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't use it at all. I asked Woodman about this and Woodman denied using it. And he also said that he wasn't friends with Dennis at that time. But in another conversation with Woodman, he said he's known Dennis for 20 years, which would mean that he does know him at that time. So, you know, Woodman's story doesn't add up. It doesn't look good for him. Ricardo used to work for Woodman very closely for many years. But he had this to say. There was a time that I was, uh, he was renting a studio apartment where he was doing his castings and I was leaving into the apartment. And he did the castings and he forgot his, uh, his lube he was using for the girl. Okay. He forgot the lube, the lube under, under the bed. And he went home. And uh, I remained there and uh, we cleaned up the, the apartment and we just find the lube. Yeah. And I wanted to try that lube because I heard many things, you know, and about his lube. And I, I, I just put on my, on my dick a bit of that lube and I mm. didn't, I didn't really have to I had, had something inside, you know, I don't know what, mm. I really didn't, didn't start my my dick, you know, so, so, yeah. wow. so this, this explains the yeah, course about, you know, then probably he's using two kind of loops or that's, and maybe that's why he's using condom. He claims that he never used this kind of things and he, he makes big noise because, because others, they use uh, lube with cocaine, you know, other, other yeah. productions. So this is an allegation by Ricardo that when he found lube that Woodman allegedly left at his apartment by mistake. He tried it out of curiosity and it numbed his penis. So we've got a lot of things stacking up here. And I should point out that these are very serious allegations. They are just allegations. The only way of proving this would be to get a sample of the lube, but this does not look good. It's another case of things looking very shady. After the interview, they start fucking and doing the scene. I also have consent concerns around that. I've covered this a lot more in my other video with either burger, so please check that out if you want a really detailed explanation of how consent works on a Woodman shoot. Woodman does record a consent video before his shoots. My problem is the girls are in a position where it's hard to say no. And my other problem is that there's a lot of improvisation. So if you consent to a hard scene, you need to consent to like a shopping list of activities. I don't think that's what's happening based on what I've heard from people who have seen consent videos and also from models I've spoken to. 
it seems to be that girls are expecting something hard, but then in the scene, it's then harder again. Not for everybody. Some people are treated respectfully, but many, many people are treated very harshly. And what we're witnessing on camera is real abuse, real violence. Now, Woodman would say that that's consensual violence. One of the things that confuses me is why some girls get mistreated and have a very bad experience, and some girls are treated respectfully with kindness. I asked Ricardo about that. Here's what he had to say. I think he decided mostly based on who is the girl from where, where she's coming, uh, who's behind her, you know, things, things like this, you know. So if it's, if it's a poor girl which needs the money and then he feels that he's going to do everything I want, mm-hmm. uh, he, will, he will abuse, he will abuse as much as so he can. Yeah, so it's like a typical predator behavior where you're looking for vulnerable people. And when you see a vulnerable person, you take advantage. Yeah. What Ricardo says is supported by the victims that have come to me. When the things they say, they, they were in a vulnerable position, they had no money, they were not informed, or they were very young. It was people who often say someone spoke English. They had independent income. They were a little bit older. They generally didn't get as rough treatment. Whereas people who were seen as maybe weak, they would get very harsh treatment. Is it a crime? I don't know. Can you consent to the abusive things in his videos? I would say no. He says yes. Finally, I want to talk about Woodman's relationship with a model agency in America called LA Direct. Woodman and Derek Hay, the owner, are friends. They've been friends for a long time. And there's an ongoing scandal in America where Derek Hay has been charged with involvement in an illegal prostitution scheme. I know several girls in Europe who've told me they were sent to work for LA Direct by Pierre Woodman. Considering that the charges against Derek are very serious, obviously we have to wait for the trial to finish to find out if he's guilty or innocent, but it doesn't look good. And... Sending models to work in a different country, they're in an incredibly vulnerable position. The reason for that is that the models that were sent were working there illegally. They did not get work permits. They did not apply for work visas. When a porn model applies to the US, they should apply for an O1 artist visa. And with LA Direct, they were not doing that. At the time, I was only in porn for maybe four or five years. And I knew that if you went to work in America, If you went to, say, work for Mark Spiegler, he would tell you, do things properly, go to a lawyer, apply for your immigration, pay your taxes, blah, 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 blah. Whereas if you went to work for LA Direct, they would send you to Arizona to get an American ID from the DMV. That was so you could shoot porn in America illegally, like without a work permit. Now, if the allegations against LA Direct are true, then... That means these European girls have been sent to an incredibly vulnerable position. And I know several girls who had a very bad experience with LA Direct when they were sent there. Some of them were sent by Woodman. It stinks. Sending girls to work in the sex industry illegally in a different country, I think, is the very definition of sex trafficking. Now, I should say that Woodman claims that he didn't know that they didn't have work permits. He says Derek got 
paperwork and all of that, if I knew that, and I haven't been in porn as long as Woodman has, and I'm not a friend of Derek's, then why didn't Woodman know that? And, you know, definitely these people were working illegally because I even drove one of them to Kingman, Arizona, to get their ID so they could work illegally in porn. Everybody knew this system. People were using it for a long time. It wasn't the way I ever advised people. I always told people, go to a more reputable agent, go to someone that does things properly, because if you are working illegally, that agent has complete control over you. They can get you kicked out of the country at any time. They can threaten you. I'm not saying that Derek was doing this, but it's really, really bad. Now, I asked Woodman about this, and he confirmed by text. I said, I also have girls saying you recommended LA Direct to them. Is that true? Yes, he says. And he said he sent five girls to LA Direct. And he also says, nobody worked without a work permit. Derek organized all officially. I said, no, they all told me they were sent without a work permit. They got an American ID in Kingman, Arizona. He said, I know the girls were sent to Arizona for papers. Now, that's not how you get a work permit. And I think Woodman knows that and he's playing dumb. But as I say, this link, we have to wait and see what happens with LA Direct. But for me, it's very interesting how all the shit people in porn are connected. Maybe Derek will be found innocent, but he's a very shitty person. Woodman, maybe he's innocent of crimes. He's an incredibly shitty person. Same with Brill Babes. Same with Dennis Blackmagic. These are horrible people preying on women, exploiting women, maybe legally, maybe not. I shouldn't be surprised that they're all connected, that they're all helping each other, they're all facilitating the bad things that are happening in porn. And I think that speaks volumes. I think just to wrap up, we've gone through Pierre's recruitment process, his interviews and castings, his activities on a porn shoot. We've discussed his lube and how that might be non-consensual. We've discussed sex trafficking. We've discussed sending girls to America. Now, I should point out that all of the information in this video is just allegations. I think it's interesting that Woodman doesn't deny much of this stuff. He actually agrees and admits to almost all of it. He just denies that there's a crime. I think the only things he denies is that the girls he sent to LA Direct didn't have papers, and he denies that his lube is improper. Everything else he says, he does things properly, and he, like I say, he admits to blocking his website, he admits to telling girls he blocks his website. I knew I'd find a horror show when I investigated Woodman, but I didn't think it would be this bad. Right? Even I'm shocked. I don't know how he gets away with working this way. I don't know why payments companies allow it. I don't know why agencies can work with him. When you hear the trauma that girls have been through working with Pierre Woodman, I don't know how any agent can send him in as a model. They don't make that much money from him. And to think that you're sending a girl to, be, to have a traumatic experience to make 500 euros or something, like that's all trauma is worth to these people. I find it so revolting, repugnant, disgusting. I don't have enough words to describe it. I hope that after this podcast, that Woodman will change his process and start doing things how everybody else in the porn industry does. That means 
telling girls in advance what's expected and not improvising on the day, not deciding things, not tricking, not manipulating people. I think if he changes his process and improves, that's a win. I would like to see the companies who are allowing this to happen and are participating in it to be investigated. People who have very pimp-like behavior, like Dennis Blackmagic. And I would like to see payment companies change too. I think there needs to be a lot of training with people in Visa and MasterCard and third-party processors like Epic and CC Bill. They need to be trained in consent. And that includes the whole process, everything from contracts, recruitment, everything. I think root and branch, the whole porn industry needs to change. My personal feeling is that even though I've always ran what I would consider an ethical porn company, I've actually benefited from girls possibly being trafficked and broken in by people like Woodman um, and agents. I feel like maybe only the strong girls survive and myself and the other more well-behaved people in the porn industry are benefiting from that. And I feel that maybe the reason the porn industry is silent on a lot of these abuse issues is because we're benefiting. We have an interest. Maybe Woodman's just doing our dirty work, recruiting girls that maybe would never want to be in porn. And we're profiting a lot. We're making a lot of money from these girls. I hope the things that I've discussed in this podcast are not true. I hope that the allegations don't hold any water. But based on everything I've seen and everything I've heard and everything I've shown in my conversations with Woodman, it looks very bad. It looks like exploitation on an industrial scale. If I were in the Hungarian government, which is where these things are mostly taking place, I would probably pause the porn industry, put in place some regulations before it can restart. Because my personal feeling is things are so bad in the Hungarian porn industry that we need to stop, rethink things and start again. Because no amount of money is worth the abuse and trauma that these girls are experiencing. So that's it from me. Sorry, it's a solo show. I'm not very good at these ones where I'm talking to the camera. Um, it's a really heavy episode. I'll be getting back to doing fun episodes again soon. If you've been affected by things in this video, please you know, feel free to contact me if you want to add your story to, to the other stories that have helped make this. I'm always here. Um, right, please share it. Please like it. Please get involved in the conversation in the comments. It's really appreciated. All the support I've had from outside the industry has been incredible. It's really kept me going. I've uh, been less support from inside the industry, but I have had it. And to all those people, right, thank you so much for supporting me and helping me get this done. And I just hope that we can make the industry a lot better, a lot safer, um, and a lot more fun for people to work in. You know, porn should be fun. Uh, right now it's not. Thanks. <laughs>